Well, summer is finally here. Whether or not the weather knows that, it is summer. And as long as it feels like it is taking us to finally get here before you know it, it's going to be gone. That's one of those hard things about life, isn't it? Is that time just flies by. We're going to be through the beautiful days of summer before you even realize it. And so just for the next few minutes, I want us to kind of talk about what kind of summer we want to have. What kind of summer do you want to have? What kind of summer do I want to have? Are we going to live the kinds of life that we want to live this summer? Because I really do believe that life can change if we decide for life to change. All of life can change if we decide for life to change. In in fact, what needs to change in your life? What do you want to change in your life? If I were to ask anybody that question, or if I were to say to you, what do you want most to change about your life? Most people give answers that are really circumstantial. Most people say things like, you know, I wish I had a different job. I wish my kids would start doing this, and I wish my parents would quit doing that. Most of us think of things that we naturally kind of gravitate toward things that are outside of us. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk about some of the things that can change on the inside of us. And it all revolves around our habits. You see, the most effective way to change your life is to change your most common habits. The best way to change your life really is to change your habits. And this summer is a perfect time to do just that. The two to three months of summer are going to come and go. And you and I are going to get to the end of summer. We're going to look back over the last few months. We're going to take everything we do and everything we don't do. And it's really going to fall into like one of two categories. Either we are going to be so glad that we did, or we're going to wish that we had. With pretty much everything, the habits that we create, the habits that we sustain, the new experiences that we have, we're either going to be glad that we did them, or we're we're not going to establish new, uh, new habits. We're not going to create or sustain anything. And we're going to get to the end of summer and wish that we had. You see, the summer comes and goes by so fast. It's going to be gone before you know it. Are we going to do things this summer that would cause our lives to change and and help us to live the lives we want to? You see, if we do, I really do think we're going to be glad that we did. And I think that's a much much better place to be in than to wish that we had. So I want to talk for just the next few minutes about what that looks like. What does it look like to change those habits within us? I remember waking up on New Year's Eve uh, a few years ago, you know, this is the kind of year where you look back over your life and your habits and what you're doing. And I remember looking back and thinking to myself, at what point in my life will I be old enough and self-controlled enough to actually live the life I want to live? Do you know what I mean? That there are things in your life that you know you want to do, that you wish you had done. And at what point in my life am I going to be kind of adult enough to live an adult life? When will I be old enough and self-controlled enough to live the kind of life that I know I want to live? At what point will I be old enough to live with the kind of intentionality that I want to have as a dad, to be the kind of husband that I know I want my wife to think of me as, to be the kind of employee that I know my boss wants me to be, How about to be the kind of employee that I know I want to be, or to be the kind of self-learner that I've always wanted to be? See, but I just don't always do those kinds of things. I don't do the things that I want to do. So what I want to challenge us to do this summer is let's all use this summer as a summer to establish those new habits because I really do believe that all of life can change if you decide it to. All of life could change. Think about that. If we decide for life to change. Yeah, your circumstances don't change, right? Your in-laws, your mom, your your wife, your, your husband, your kids, your neighbors, your coworkers, they might continue to do the same things that annoy you and bother you. But what if something on the inside of us could actually change so that our lives could be the lives that we've always wanted them to be. You see, I really do believe that's possible. 
And I really do believe that this summer could be the best summer ever if we took time to establish the new habits that would cause us to see the change. You see, we would get to the end of the summer and we, we would look back and think, oh, I am so glad I did that. As opposed to feeling, oh, I wish I had. So much of this kind of change that could really happen in your life and in my life, so much of that kind of change that really does happen on the inside of us, it's a shift in our paradigm. Really, it's a perspective shift. It's a shift in the way that we see the world. Jesus really was the ultimate paradigm shifter. Jesus really was the ultimate in helping people change their perspective. In fact, in his first sermon that he gives, he kind of lands at this amazing time where he's just beginning to let people know about his agenda and who he was and what his plans were. Right around the same time when he started doing these amazing miracles, people started to take notice because these were the miracles that would end up on like the Drudge Report or AP Wired. Right? The, the, the kind of like, did you hear? Can you believe that actually Jesus actually did this? Right around that time, he preached this amazing sermon to a couple thousand people. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And one of his closest followers, Matthew, he chronicles this amazing sermon for us. I, I want to read you just a couple of things from it. Because Jesus helps us in, the way, in this way to kind of shift a paradigm, to shift our perspective. He teaches us how something on the inside could actually change. And this is something he says really very commonly. In fact, it's something he says over 10 times in his Sermon on the Mount. It's found the first time in Matthew uh, chapter 5, verse 21. He says this, You have heard it said to the people long ago. You have heard it said. See, he's bringing people back. This is the way that you see life. This is the way that most people think life works. But let me shift your paradigm. Let me shift your perspective. Let me help you allow something on the inside of you to change so that you can see all of life change because of that. He goes on to discuss some interesting things. And then about 10 verses later, he says this again. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. You see, this group of people that he's talking to, they're the religious leaders. And they are really, really good at helping people find loopholes, at helping people to take a promise or a vow they had made and find a way to kind of reason or rationalize breaking that promise. Now really, aren't we all good at that? Right? Aren't we really good at talking ourselves out of doing what we want, like working out and eating right and being financially healthy? My guess is maybe some of you came into this year with some of those habits, but really by now you probably have talked yourself out of them already. You see, this group of people is really good at that. And Jesus is saying to them, listen, you heard it said, don't break an oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you've made. And we hear this and we think, of course, that's so true. <clears throat> that if you make a vow or an oath or a promise, that you should keep it. But he says, here's what people do. They try to break it. They try to find a loophole. He says, but I tell you, do not swear on an oath at all. He says, if you think you're going to try to look for a loophole, it's better for you not to swear at all. Say, don't even say, I swear that's going to happen. Don't swear by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by earth, for it is the foot, his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for this is the city of the great king. He says, you're going to be tempted. You're going to be tempted to swear by heaven or earth or by Jerusalem in this case. You know, in our day, looking back, when I was in middle school, people would, would say this. They would say, <coughs> I swear by my grandma's grave. I swear by my mom. Right? That's like, that's the highest I can take it. Jesus says in this day, they were even tempted to take the Lord's name in vain. And say, I swear to God. <clears throat> don't swear to God. He's saying, you don't have to swear to God. You don't have to swear to earth. You don't have to swear to Jerusalem. He's saying to keep a promise that goes way beyond that. That if you want to learn how to make good on a promise you've made or how to stick to something you know you want to be true, there is another way to do that. And he continues. 
Do not swear by, I love this, by your own head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Don't we, I mean, we're so powerless, but we spend time doing this. We try to keep the hair there that's, that we're losing. We try to keep the hair, hair there a different color than what it actually is, but it's completely out of our control. He says, there is something that is under your control, though. And in this, he gives us the secret to learn how to make good on the kind of life you want to make good on. And the next verse, he says this. This is Matthew 5, 37. He says, all you need to say, and I love this, is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. He says, it's just that simple. That, that there is a, is a power within you that enables you to say yes to the right things and no to the rest. That there is something in us that can help us say yes to the best and no to the rest. That there is something in us that can help provide the self-discipline and self-control, the self-determination to say yes to the things we want to be true about us and no to the things that we don't want to be true about us. He's going to say later on that this power is actually the life of God in us. This power is God living in us. And if you are a follower of Jesus and you have a relationship with him, that power is in you too. And it's called the Holy Spirit. The power is known as the Spirit of God living in us. The power to to, to give you a self-controlled life, a self-disciplined life. To let your yes be yes and your no be no. And this summer, I want to encourage all of us to figure out what do you want to be true? What What habits do you want to create? And then to pray, God, let your spirit be in me. Let your power be in me. Give me the ability to have enough self-control and enough self-discipline to let my yes be yes and my no be no. See, wisdom is saying yes to what's best and no to the rest so that I can see the kind of life change that I've always wanted to see. So I began asking myself this question, right? right? When will I be old enough and self-controlled enough to live the kind of life that I know I want to live? I want to pose a similar question to you. When do you think it's time in your life to be the kind of person you know you want to be? You see, I know it's really not that simple, right? But in a lot of ways, it really is. God has given us the ability because he's in us, the authority because he's given us this personal responsibility to decide to be the kind of husband you want to be or the kind of wife that you want to be or the kind of dad or mom or grandparent or person or employee. He really has given you the freedom to be able to decide, but he's also given you the responsibility for your life. He's given that to us, and then he's given you the power, the ability to enable that to come to fruition so that you can see the life change and, and decide that you, for the reality that you want to become reality. This summer, I don't believe it's too lofty. I don't believe it's crazy. I believe this could happen for you, but it's going to happen in the small yeses and in the small noes. So what is that for you? Let me just give you a bunch of random examples. And maybe this will help you think about something that you know you want to be. Something that, that you want to do this summer. Maybe, may, maybe you want to go with your phone charging in the other room. Right? Maybe it's just that simple. Maybe you find that your time at night is just getting sucked at by being engulfed in a new article or video. Maybe your relationship with your significant other can be described as both of you kind of staring into the phone. Maybe you just need to charge your phone in another room. Maybe... You want to decide you're going to read two books this summer. And let's not get crazy. We're not talking a book a week. Just two books this summer that are going to help make you the person you want to be. Maybe you're going to decide that I'm going to say good morning to everyone I work with as soon as I get there. Maybe it's that simple. I just want to be known as someone who is friendly, who is open and available to others. And and so maybe it begins with, with you just saying hello to everybody you meet in the morning. Maybe it involves a spiritual discipline. Maybe you just decide you want to begin every day by praying for 15 minutes. 
Like, don't make it crazy and become the spiritual zealot that tries to pray for an hour and never prays at all. I'm saying maybe just 15 minutes this summer. You want to wake up every day and spend 15 minutes in prayer. When will you be old enough and self-controlled enough to actually do that? Maybe you decide, I want to, I want to get on a pl- uh, Bible reading plan this summer. I'm going to do this myself. Starting in June, in July, I'm going to read through the book of Proverbs twice. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs is, is really the book of wisdom. It's written, written by Solomon. I'm at a place in my life where I could use more wisdom. So starting June 1st all the way through to July, I'm going to read the book of Proverbs twice. Each chapter with the corresponding day of the month. Now, now that's for me. But for you, I, I don't know what it is. The good news is you get to decide. Maybe, maybe you should ask somebody uh, what they think it ought to be for you. Maybe you're too scared and you don't want to ask anybody. The, you have the freedom to choose. Don't let the summer get all the way by so that you get to the end and you go, oh, I wish I had. Maybe for some of you, it's as simple as getting more involved with our church. Maybe it's as simple as just being here more consistently. If you have kids, your, your, your kids can't miss what's happening in our churches this summer. And I'll tell you more about that by the end of our time together. And for you, if you don't live close to our church, maybe you view this online. Maybe it means that you are going to commit to doing this every week. Maybe it's just picking a series and binge-watching that. On your way to work, saying, I'm going to give my drive time to listening to these messages. I don't know what it will be for you. The options are literally endless. But when are you going to be old enough and self-controlled enough to live the kind of life that you know you want to live? You see, I really do believe that God's interested in this for us. I believe that God wants to help us with this. There's this great proverb that I come back to over and over again. Proverbs 21. At the end of the chapter, it says that it's our job to prepare the horse for battle. It actually says this, The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. The victory is, be- is not because you prepared the horse. The victory is not because uh, you got better at it. No, the victory is because of God. God wants to give you the victory in your life. And in a lot of ways, he's already assured us the victory in our life. But that doesn't abdicate us from the responsibility of preparing the horse. No, our role is to prepare the horse for battle. God says his role is to give the victory. And so this summer, I hope that you will make the kind of decisions and and to establish the kind of habits that will allow you to be the kind of person that you want to be. And I trust that in doing so, God will help you experience the life that you want to experience. Don't let the summer go by get to the end and say, man, I wish I had. I hope the summer goes by for all of us. When we get to the end and we say, God, I'm so glad that I did. I hope you have the best summer ever.